Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today, we're talking about Elon Musk, a.k.a. Iron Man. You know what? You could switch out iron for a lot of things. Moon man. <laughs> yeah. Boring man. Electric man. Electric man. Yeah. Indeed. You know, uh, we talk a lot about, like, you know, Tesla, SpaceX, boring company. Yeah. We don't really talk about the man Elon Musk. And so I think today we're we're just gonna do that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do that. He's a fascinating individual. It's, I mean, that that just starting there is like, who is this guy? Seriously, how did he come come to be so famous, so known, and so driven that people are like, oh, Elon Musk is our savior? We're gonna talk about that today. Yes. <laughs> Well, how's your how's your summer been going so far, Peter? You know what? It's it's been going good. Uh it's been I would say in the Midwest, it's been cooler than I thought it would be, which is yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Gotten a lot of rain, haven't we? Gotten a lot of rain. Uh which makes me think that in the fall, here's something that is an interesting fact that most people I don't think know about that I didn't know about until even two years ago and I live here. Corn sweats. Like perspires? I guess you could say releases moisture. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So that's why sometimes we get some crazy stuff in the fall. Okay, that makes sense. That's why when it crosses the river um, coming from the west, it hits ag country, Mm -hmm. all this corn, and it's releasing moisture like crazy. It's just building and building and building, and then, you know. That's when we have the storms. That's when we have the storms. I mean, so, anyways. (laughs) The more you know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little interlude there, Peter. There we go. When, uh, okay. Do you remember when you first heard the name Elon Musk? Yeah. And it's, yeah, I'm glad we're digging into this. I mean, the first time I heard Elon Musk was, I'm very certain, was around Tesla. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I heard about Tesla, I think, before Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, in in the world that I'm in, there was a guy who worked for, for Tesla. Really? Who eventually went out on, on his own to build a different type of business or something like that. But, But anyways... Uh, he, I was like, Tesla, what's that? Yeah. And, yeah. and then that's kind of what led me to eventually be, eventually hearing about Elon. Yes. Uh, with me, I think it was actually the opposite. It was, I heard about SpaceX at first. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I heard about this little scrawny startup that wanted to send rockets into space. Scrawny startup. Yeah. That's what they were, dude. Scrawny startup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I'm like, oh, SpaceX, you know, founded by Elon Musk. Okay. Cool. And then, you know, the more you, the more you research it, the more you start, you're like, who, who is this Elon Musk? And then you you find out, oh, he did this? He did that? Oh. It's like. Yes. You're like, oh my gosh, this guy's actually been around in the shadows for a long time. <laughs> and not really in the shadows, but, you know, to a lot of people, it's been, it's been in the shadows, but. So we thought we'd kind of uh, start today with, um, you know, every superhero has an origin story, and uh, no, no less does Elon Musk. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> some of you going to look at Elon Musk and maybe be like, "Wow, this guy just made it." Yeah, and in a way, he he has, but in in getting ready for this episode. This guy is not an overnight success. No, by any means. Oh my goodness. By any means. Yeah. Not to mention absolute risk taker. Like, I mean, this guy is entrepreneur, entrepreneur. So, and and the thing is with with him, I think that that really um makes it worthwhile. Is he he typically does what he says he's going to do. Right, he says he's going to build a rocket. He does it. He says he's going to make electric cars. He does it. What I love is he has the audacity to do it. Right, <laughs> right. The audacity. The, the to audacity challenge the to just quo. Yeah, so everybody's like, "This is, dude, you are off your rocker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's di- dig in here a little bit. Um, so he was born in South Africa in 1971. Yes. Actually, um, he essentially grew up there and based on a lot of the the turmoil around, you know, apartheid and, and a bunch of just kind of nasty things going on in that, in that country at that time, uh, he decided he didn't want to be part of that. So his mom is Canadian um, and I think his mom, or, yeah, yep, yep, Canadian. And uh, so he decided to... Uh, actually get a Canadian passport and leave South Africa. And so he did that. He, um, in 1988, he left left South Africa and went over to Canada and uh, kind of attended college there, you know, did did the whole thing there. And and, uh, he's actually got a bachelor's degree in physics and economics. He's a, so he's not just, you know, uh, I'm the I'm the money behind SpaceX. He's actually they're one of their lead rocket designers, I think, if not the lead. <laughs> well, when he was building the when he was building the BFG, BFR, BFR, not the big friendly giant, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the BFR. Why is that? In but it, I mean, it, it's kind of a big friendly but giant. You you remember that presentation you did yeah. about it? Yeah. To whatever the panel or group it was. Yep. He was, he was like, I needed somebody to, but I didn't, so I had to do it myself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty and, uh, much. He did. So, so uh, after kind of the, the whole college stuff in in, um, in uh, Canada, and also he went to the University of Pennsylvania, 
Uh, he enrolled in Stanford in California. And uh, basically, he this is where he kind of started getting his uh, entrepreneurial spirit really revived there, I guess, at that point. And so he founded a company called Zip2. So it was actually a mapping business. So they provided maps and, and business directories um, to newspapers. So again, think of 1995. You know, not a lot of people had internet and... And uh, it was it was growing, right. for sure. Well, yeah, he was like, I want to hop on this internet. Yep, thing. it was growing for sure. And so, you know, he started the company. Um, that was then bought out by Compaq, the computer maker. Do you remember that, Compaq? I remember those Compaqs. They were the worst, slowest computers okay, just ever. Wait a minute. Is Compaq gone? gone? Oh, yeah. They are gone. No. Yeah. Compaq is gone like a freight train, dude. <laughs> what they are gone? We're gonna be talking about a lot of companies that are, that may or may not exist may not anymore. Exist anymore. What's funny? Yeah, pursue this internet thing. You said what? Ninety five? Yeah, ninety five. S- yep. Sells it in ninety nine. Yep. For three hundred and seven million. Yep. There you go, people. There's always a chance of being an early adopter or an earlier develop on a new technology or a new path. I would say even inside the internet that could lead to some crazy. Yeah. Wow, three hundred and seven million in nineteen ninety nine. It's it's ridiculous. It's literally. I mean, I, I there's a great book about him, and and uh, it was just like he, they were sleeping on the floor. I mean, yeah. there, there was just nothing to it. But they, man, they made it work. Invented startup culture. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so that was that was Zip two. So and and this you'll see this is a pattern throughout kind of the rest of his life is he'll take the proceeds that yes. he makes in one company and in the sale of one company moves it over to another one to start up or invest or whatever, and that just keeps going. And I love that. That's so crazy. Think about this, people. It's 1999. How old is he? Born in 72, right? 71. 71. So, he's it's he's not even 30. Mm-hmm. He's not even 30. Yep. I know he didn't get to keep all... He had to split half with his brother. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But let's say he only took 50. Do you think he could just live the rest of his life in absolute comfort? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Or, you, you I know. should say absolute comfort. He could just bury himself into something inside a house somewhere and never show yeah. his face again. And you you know, okay, you could you could buy like franchises and just you know, set up some recurring revenue and then you you have a couple million for play money, you know? <laughs> I could be wrong, but in a fifty million, I mean just the, the market alone could carry you through your <laughs> life, right? Oh, yeah. So I oh, mean yeah. <laughs> I mean so uh but um again for Elon the theme another theme of his life is just money is he does not care about money. <laughs> <laughs> he really does not care. Like so rare, he, so rare in that concept. There's, he, you know, he is, he's now a multi-billionaire now. Obviously, with all his all the stuff going on, but it's it's funny how um, money averse or money like, well, not averse, but he he just doesn't care about it. If I I don't want to get inside his head, maybe you can tell me I'm wrong because you read the book and I didn't. I wouldn't say it's money revert. 
averse. It's it actually is an embrace of money. It just is understanding that money is an absolute tool. Yeah. And you can do amazing things with a lots of money. Absolutely. Um, and maximize it as much as you can. So money allows him to to continue, I guess. You know. So he sees it he probably sees it as a as a necessary tool. Um but again, he's not like building you know, multi-million dollar yachts and things like that. Or, you know, he doesn't have, you know how some... Yet. Wow. I mean, his... Announcing his, today, his, we've got Tesla yachts. His <laughs> thing is, uh, his thing is, th- is space and yeah. underground, right? He doesn't, I, what is it, people call it, there's a book called The Blue Ocean, and I haven't read that, but I have understand the premise correctly. The Red Ocean is where everybody's fighting for stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got boats. There's lots of boat makers, whatever. And I'm sure you could dominate if you really wanted to. But uh, but space. The final frontier. There's not that many people there, especially space is a commercialized concept. Yeah. I mean, the the BFR... Isn't just a space platform; it's a intercontinent traveling. Yep. I mean, nobody's putting tunnels in the ground for cars. <sighs> it's a completely blue ocean. There's nobody there, so. Yeah, there, there, man. There's a lot there. Anyways, okay, okay. So he sells a, a Zip two to Compaq for again three hundred seven million. <laughs> Uh, and then he founds a, a you know a tiny little startup uh, called x.com. So they buy the x.com domain name which was kind of a cool thing back then to buy these one letter domain names. Um eventually they merge with another company that's doing something similar and it becomes uh, this little startup called PayPal. You may or may not have heard of PayPal. Um <laughs> PayPal. I when I'm I first when I first it, read that I'm like today. I'm like hold on hold on yeah Elon Musk was part of PayPal yeah I I did how hear, did I not know that well that's one of the things I did know actually about really okay oh yeah I I knew the whole PayPal thing because the PayPal things which okay which yes eBay bought. For PayPal in 2002 for $1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, which, remember, with a B. It, it had to, it, yes, it had to be split across multiple people. Yeah. But he got, he got a change, a chunk of change. The thing there is, once again, that was a essentially money that he was like, okay. Let's try something again. Yeah, he he was given uh, out of that 165 million. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it was it would have been more than X or uh, yeah, it, it was quite more than than Zip two. Um, so 165 million from that. So again, there's another opportunity. Like, okay, Elon, you've done this internet thing. Well, it's it's crazy that. He was actually fired as a CEO of PayPal while he was on vacation. Uh, he worked with um, s- some of you might know Peter Thiel. Um, 
yeah. famous, famous uh, Wall um, Silicon Valley VC VC guy now. But, but back then, he was actually um, those two were kind of in in PayPal, and, and then Peter Thiel replaced uh, Elon as the CEO of of PayPal when Elon was let go. And so it was probably a, a good thing. It was a mutual like Elon just did. I think he was just done with it because you know his plans for what he wanted PayPal to be looked w- was so futuristic so future thinking that um the technology didn't exist number 1 but then the regulations would never have passed as well like for what he actually wanted to do um it it was basically he wanted to kind of like decentralize banking altogether you know right so he wanted to really disrupt that whole world, but um, didn't get a chance to do that because, uh, you know, and, and this is this is a, one of that, a favorite story of mine is, you know, he he just he's starts thinking about rockets for some weird reason. Well, I know the reason. What's he the thought, I mean, so this is this is something that's interesting to me, and I I know I think this is something that started early. It'd be nice to just ask Elon sometime. But anyways, okay. He got Musk was long convinced for this, as uh, one of Britannica would say, uh, for for life to survive, humanity had to become a multi planet species mm-hmm. or species. So, in other words. We got to get out this rock. <laughs> yeah, um, no kidding. Kind of a, a dark age type concept where it comes back around in some capacity. Which, in all honesty, is not a... We've talked about this before. I think it was... Didn't we talk about nuclear weapons at one point? We did, yes. yes. Right? Yeah. It's like we've had, a lo- we've had a cocked gun since 19... <laughs> you know, just... Yeah. It's been cocked the whole time. Yeah. And uh nothing's happened in the last fifty years, roughly ish or something like that. Or sixty now, I think. But uh but yeah. So it's not like it was it's not like it's an ill conceived idea. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, th- I think in general, but part of the okay, so <laughs> I mean he loves space too, don't get me wrong, yeah. but you know, he he's definitely uh a guy that 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 does yeah he loves space he loves thinking about these large problems right and uh this 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 story is just brilliant this is just like this is like a movie um so he was um he wanted to sell something to mars send something to mars after he sold paypal basically like a mouse you know he wanted like oh, hey, i want to i have all this money <laughs> 165 million, you know, let's just use a little bit of it, send something to Mars. Um, and so uh, they created a company with this one of his partners called Life to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they decided that he, well, okay, okay, we need a rocket now. So <clears throat> what do they do is they went uh, rocket shopping in Paris. So they they go to Paris. They look through um, some of the rockets from the European Space Agency. Uh, they were too expensive, obviously, you know. So 
during that meeting, though, they found out that the Russians uh, wanted to unload some ICBMs, the internet, <laughs> their intercontinental ballistic missiles. <laughs> That's I love the story. So they flew further east to Moscow or Russia or somewhere somewhere there. What? Yeah. Where is this? This is this is a true story. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I you. did not know this. So listen, this oh, gets even better. <laughs> you want? They're like, we, we've got some ICBMs in the back. We need to get rid uh, of them. Elon, we have uh, we have rockets in back. <laughs> uh, please, please come down. The, uh, I I give you a good deal. You know. We, um, we cover up. <laughs> We cover up hammer sickle. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and so the Russians start <laughs> trying to negotiate for these rockets. Um, but first of all, they had to pay off some corrupt cops, you know, on their meeting oh, on great. the road. So uh, obviously uh, they they arrive, the Russians arrive with uh, negotiations and, and lots and lots of vodka, apparently. Um, and basically... <laughs> I'm just going to read this quote here. Uh, Then we started having meetings with the Russian space program, which is basically fueled by vodka. We all go in this little room and every single person had his own bottle in front of it. They toast every two minutes, uh, which means 20 or 30 toasts an hour. To space. To America. To America in space. (laughs) I finally looked over at Elon and Jim, and they were passed out on the table. <laughs> so this is a story from from one of his uh, the partners that were trying to get this rocket from from the Russians from this this missile. <laughs> Just feel so. Um, anyways, the Russians played hard to get. They're like, okay, we can't continue the conversation unless we have five thousand dollars in cash. So Elon finds 5000 in cash on Sunday somewhere, but he figured it out. And uh, so they were, um, they finally agreed to, okay, we're going to buy three rockets, three missiles for $21 million. Oh my goodness. Not so much. Because the Russians are like, no, 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 no. It's $21 million per rocket. And that, my friends, is the genesis of SpaceX. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. And Elon, that he says, you know what? We can build it for less than $21 million. So, is that fun? <laughs> I just, I get a kick out of the story. I guess, why, why don't people talk about that story? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's in the book. <laughs> First of all, let's think about that. Second, what would happen if you if you bought the rockets? Yeah. Ironically, is he bringing them back to the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's another thing you'd have to figure uh, out. Is like all the instrumentation is in Russian. Sure, there is a missile coming to the U.S. <laughs> What? Where? <laughs> By boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh boy. That's a great story, isn't it? Oh That's a goodness. great story. Yeah. <laughs> do we, do you, how, how do you do your Russian thing again? What's that? Your Russian. Uh, we, uh, we have some... 
ICBMs have, uh, back. We have rockets <laughs> we've used rocket. for for different uh, experiments in the back. Uh, you give me $5,000 cash, and I talk war. Oh, boy. So, let's speed this up a little bit here. <laughs> I don't know. This is extremely <laughs> helpful. I'm not kidding. This is what makes... This is us, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, after that whole fiasco in Russia, rightly, I mean, rightly so, right? Because you're like, you're, you're, you know, to your point is like, how are you going to carry these rockets over to the U.S. and you got to pass customs and gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone's got to assemble slash reassemble them, I'm sure. So there's a lot of stuff there. So, uh, so in 2002, he founded Space Exploration Technologies, or SpaceX as we know it, and uh, their goal was to make affordable rockets. So, um, the first rocket they had was called the Falcon One, and this was a this was a lot smaller rocket, um, and essentially, I think they had I think they had four launch attempts. Like they built three ver- three versions of it. Um, they actually shipped it out to an atoll um, in the Pacific somewhere. So it's like this tiny, tiny little place. Um, and they set up this, uh, you know, rocket launch facility on this tiny atoll somewhere in the Pacific. Um, and uh, the first, I think it was the first three rockets failed. And the last one, Elon put like his last money into it he's like if this doesn't work we're shutting down spacex miraculously they figured out how to get this log this rocket up and basically launch it into space becoming the first commercial company that's not a like a world power right. to actually send a rocket into into space into orbit then the mudslinging started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they move on from the Falcon 1. They start working on the much larger Falcon 9, which is the one that we're seeing nowadays. Um, uh, and then kind of, I mean, the rest is kind of history, but with with the Falcon 9, I remember this. This is crazy. I remember... Uh, at my previous job, uh, while I was making my sales calls, I would, you know, be researching SpaceX. I would really, yep. I would be between calls. I would be actually like when there was a launch, Mm -hmm. I would pull it up and I would watch the launch on one, on one monitor and, and just kind of watch everything. This was 2008 or so, or no, 2010, 2010 is when they first launched the Falcon 9. And I remember, uh, like, even them doing their tests, you know, because they're like, oh, we're going to launch this rocket, and then we're going to build this way to actually land it on the ground after it launches. And I remember seeing all the videos that sent out with the tests and all that stuff. Um, but the really, really the big moment that um, I think solidified their their standing in... in uh, the space and the rocket launching industry is actually launching their 
Dragon, uh, their their capsule base. It's a it's a capsule that uh, launched it from Earth into and it docked with the space station, International Space Station. I think that was a. <sighs> what year was that? That was twenty. That was somewhere twenty eleven. I think twenty twelve, if I'm not mistaken. Um. And I remember. Okay, get this is how this is how excited I was about this. The, the the rocket launched. Okay, I saw that whole rocket launch thing, but it then took a couple days to to reach the space station. I remember I set an alarm for myself to wake up at like two in the morning. Really? And watch the docking. Wow. And when it, like, it was, pan, it was. Man, ins- live, man. I didn't know you were so into this. I, I never thought I'd be so much into rockets, but I think, I think I was cheering on Elon. Oh, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this guy. I can't, yeah. What's the answer? He wanted to buy rock missiles from the Russians. And he's like, you know what? I can build it myself. <laughs> I didn't know that story. And he did. And he did. So, anyways, fast forward many years, um, they've had a lot of success with the with uh, Falcon Nine. They won a lot of contracts, so they 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 launch. Um, they're actually the only vehicle that can uh, launch things to and to and get things from the space station. So, no other vehicle right now can do that. Not even the Russians. Okay, do, say what again. So they're the only launch provider that can take things to and from the space station. From? Yeah. Because of the be able to the land. Ca- the cargo and stuff, yeah. I mean, the Russians will, will be able to obviously take uh, people down from the space station, but um, these guys can take t- things to and from in, in terms of cargo. So like precious science experiments that are, you know, like, hey, we need, we need oh. to get this <laughs> down to Earth to, yeah. to verify or whatever. They, they can do that, so... Um, and this is kind of, so kind of going into our update a little bit or going ahead is we have, um, as of just like a couple days ago, uh, the air force has actually certified their brand new Falcon heavy rocket, which, so, you know, think of it's, it's a, it's a rocket with three cores, basically three I don't know how to explain it. Course, it's super powerful. Visually, it looks like three U silos. Yeah, exactly. It's super powerful. They they had a test flight, and I don't know if you saw that. I was um, it was the be- it was beautiful. These rockets fly up, and then the three. Uh, I think two of the two of the three boosters actually return down to return Earth, to Earth, and land simultaneously. It was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was that was that was to me that was just showing off. Are you kidding me? That was just showing off <laughs> right was... there. So, yeah, uh, maybe we'll post a it's link. Like to that. A, it's like an orchestral piece. Yeah, yeah, totally. And end. <laughs> you know, just like so. Um, you know, <laughs> rockets landing at the same time. My goodness, what a world we live in. I know, I mean, right? These things are mass I mean, absolutely massive. And I remember when 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 you know I started getting a little bit deeper, I was like, okay, Elon Musk, you know, he he's saying that they want to land rockets. 
Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Because you, you know, and uh, this is, I think, something that Elon uh, is a master at pulling out of people is, you know, he says, we want to do this crazy thing. Everyone's like, that's impossible. Everybody knows that rockets go up and they splash down the ocean or whatever happens. No, everybody knows that. That's just a fact. And he's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. And he uses the term, you know, the example all the time of like, well, imagine if every 747 that we fly, we just throw it away at the end. That's basically what we're doing with rockets. You would never do that to a 747. You'd make it, you know, reusable. And so by making the rockets reusable, you uh, dramatically decrease the cost of launching rockets. So I think rocket launches prices price wises have actually just gone down so much because of SpaceX. And they're not even going super detailed into all the um reusability. I mean, because it they still charge a pretty good price for it, you know? Well, probably for obvious reasons, even a little bit. Yeah, I mean Yeah, R and D a little kinda, bit. Yeah. R and D stuff. But but surprise I mean still it's like, oh geez, rocket launches, I mean they used to be Three hundred million dollars. Now they're down to one thirty. Now they're down to eighty five for some types of you know satellites. It's like those companies that are used to shelling out three hundred million. Now I mean they they can do a lot more. So mm. um, that's you know, and then obviously his next thing is the BFR, which you kind of talked about there. Yes. <sighs> that's that's a whole new world people yeah that's that's the moon and beyond yep yeah that's crazy that's china in 45 minutes yeah yeah that's basically what he wants to do is fly these rockets like up to you know the earth's atmosphere the top of the atmosphere and then they kind of descend gently and they land by themselves and all that fun stuff. So, um, not to skip over another part of his huge legacy, but, um, after he got SpaceX kind of, uh, ready to go, he decides, you know what? There's a problem with vehicles. And I want to solve another big problem on the earth is sustainable electric vehicles. And so he starts investing in this company. 2004, right? 2004, I think. Yeah. yeah. And you, you want to talk more about that one? Tesla. Tesla. Which I don't, I don't know what the original name was, but they said they renamed it eventually Tesla. Um, but... I mean, this is. I mean, this is what I feel like most people know Elon. I mean, this is how I knew about Elon first. I will say I know some of the, and I want to be very clear on this. Like Elon had money, and, and the story that I have heard from one of his friends talk about it is once again you're talking about money putting in, making something go, and try to make it work. That money from PayPal is what funded. Mm-hmm. Tesla. Yep. 
And when they came out <clears throat> with the first Tesla vehicle, um, what was it? Uh, the model. It was the Roadster, actually. It the, was the first one. Yeah, the first, the first true. I mean, first Tesla vehicle was a repurposed Lotus Elise. Okay. And then they made it into like an electric Roadster. Okay. So what was what was the first model? Their first, their actual first concept to um, to production vehicle was the Model S. It was the Model S. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, I can't. I want to say his last name is McKinnis. That might be wrong. I'm sure it is. Now that I think about it, but he's a tech guy as well, and he remembers Musk, kind of like going out on a limb a little bit, and he's like. He told his wife, he said, I just got to help my buddy. <laughs> and so he wrote him a check for a hundred grand for two cars. And, uh, when he got, when he got the receipt, it said, um, car number zero, zero one. Jeez. And so he's like, I must, I, Elon, I don't know if I can take this, Jeez. you know, type thing. And Elon's like, nope, you invested and. And so he's like, I'm. He just said he's like, I'm probably going to donate to a museum. He said, and let that be its own thing. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, there were there was people that believed in the idea um, before I would say it really became popular. And to to think to your point, you just made a ton of money. You're looking to build, you know, SpaceX. Then you're also looking to do Tesla, and quite frankly. Those were not easy times. Um, I mean, there's a lot of momentum behind Elon right now. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you can go on YouTube right now and watch, like, the 60 Minutes interview where uh, the guys that used to walk on the moon... Oh, what's his name? Buzz Aldrin. Or, like, I want to say those guys were given... Didn't say, like, Elon's office rocker. Yeah, yeah, one of them, and yeah. It really hurt Elon. Like, they yeah. see these guys, like, his role models in a way. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that. And uh, I remember him. I remember that was yeah. I watched him cry actually in the interview or tear yeah. up a little bit. I should say, because uh, it was really hurtful. Um, <laughs> the rest is history, I guess. But but yeah, the, he had he man. He didn't leave anything behind, or he put it all on the table. It yeah, like yeah. So it's like a, it seems like it's almost like a poker game the whole time, and it's like, you know what, y- you won, <laughs> all in red, all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or at least you know, obviously, just enough to live and be okay. And I, I, re- I think he realized that at a certain point in time, he's got a lot of his life figured out, so he's got a lot of play money then too. But, but still, that's not easy for us. Most most people. To just be willing to think like that. Yeah. Which I love. And I love that he he doesn't think of the short term. In the short term, he he puts up a lot of risk, right? He he deals with a ton and ton of risk, which most people would just couldn't stomach. Like, can you stomach, you know, here's your last Ten million dollars from this hundred sixty-five million dollars. Let's put that ten million dollars into the startup company called Tesla. 
which we don't even know if it's going to make it. But it turns out that $10 million saved the company, which made the car, which made, you know, which made him now, I'm looking at his net worth now, it's $19.8 billion. Right. I mean, that's you, a, that's you, a, that's a you, number for right. sure, but but still. You know, when you, if you even take the million dollars off, but just think of in certain amounts, these are all investments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he understand he understood that. Uh, yeah, and some some really paid off. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the the model S for sure paid off. Um, yeah, you know when it first came out, just just the design itself. Like I'm a design geek, and dang, that thing is just that's a sexy car. That is a sexy, <laughs> beautiful car. I mean, it it just looks you know it looks exotic, and it looks yep. it looks fast, you know, because you. you You've kind of seen, you know, a GM. They try to they tried an electric car, and it looked like a joke. It's it looks hideous, and so many other companies have done electric cars where they make the, you know, I hated this the most. Like the back wheels have like this, that half of the back wheel well is like covered up. You, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah. I hated that. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. That's ugly. That is ugly. So they make these cars just look goofy and just, I mean, they try to, I guess they try to differentiate them, make them, you know, look space-esque or whatever the whatever the idea was. But then comes along Elon and, and a couple others like uh, Fisker, Karma is another car. They come along and they introduce these stunning European-looking uh, sedans that just like, you. I mean, you couldn't tell if it's electric or not. Just it looks amazing, and so um, <clears throat> model the Model S was just a huge, huge runaway hit. Um, when they were testing the car, the I think it was the National like Transportation Board or whatever they're certifying the the car. The roof of the car was so strong that when they were doing the test, the machine actually broke. The car broke the the testing machine itself. Wow! Because they, I mean, they redesigned that they designed that car front to tip to tip, basically with every enhancement they could think of. You know, it's a fully aluminum frame, which makes it really lightweight but also strong. Um, and they've got this is the ingenious part is. Instead of having batteries like, you know, a little bit in the front, a little bit in the back, they have a whole, like the whole car is basically on a platform of batteries. And that brings the center of gravity down, which makes the car really quick. So you're not, you know, the car is just very nimble and it just, oh, I could talk all day, obviously. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, not... It's this beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It, it's a it's a harmony of... okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, if I can piggyback off that, when, once again, I feel like there's, I would, if I could ever sit down with Elon, one of the things to be like, Elon, what's your why in life? Like, yeah. you know, types. Yeah, you're uh-huh. Simon Sinek. What's your why? What's your why? Um, so, Tesla, when the Model X came out, see, this goes back to what I was talking about, the concept of surviving, surviving something bad. It seems like I don't know if that fuels 
Elon because he, he talks about you know dangers with AI he's afraid of and stuff like mm-hmm. that. To me, this is just one of those things. Tesla's new mo- the Model X has a bioweapon defense mode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean that right there just to me is like that's Elon. That's Yeah. Put it, any other dude in there. Yeah. That button doesn't exist. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Any other executive any you know, put Ford executive or GM or whatever Honda executive, they're like this is no, we're not doing that. But Elon's that, like they, it's not even in their mindset. Right. Why would you ever put why would that even come in your mindset? And that's an Elon thing. Yeah, and and what this biohazard defense mode is it's like a super super high air quality in the car. You turn it on and it just filters every every crazy, you know, thing. Like if there was a gas attack or yeah. something in the streets, it would filter base theoretically filter everything out. And I love that like, you know, even people are like suggesting, "Oh, hey, Elon, it'd be cool if we could just drive into the into the garage and and the charger would would charge itself." Next thing you know, Elon's like done, or coming in in the next software update. Which, yeah. by the way, that to me is my favorite part. Oh, really? I love I love that we now have gotten to the point where our cars get software <laughs> updates. Everything else does, right? Our phone, our computer. Um, why not our car? And why why can't you turn on awesome new features, enable them? You know, you have they're, they're basically supercomputers running inside the car, right? And so that's what they've done. They've they've made supercomputers be able to receive software updates, turn on new features, things like that. So I mean, that's just uh, just unbelievable. And then not to mention on top of building a beautiful car that's electric and that goes, you know, has some great range. They've built a very impressive um, autonomous driving platform as well. It's not perfect. Uh, We've seen some, you know, some unfortunate deaths actually because of that. But um, I don't know if, if you, a lot of people remember, but Back in the days, like way back in the day, elevators actually had uh, people operate them. Yes. So (laughs) when you want to go to an elevator, there's someone there. And then they released these new things called, you know, self-service elevators. And some people did not want to go on them. Well, also, somebody used to pump your gas. Yeah. Yep. Now you do it. Now you do it, except in Oregon. Hmm. Um, but you know, with the progress, it it does unfortunately. There's a price to pay, I guess. There is a there is a price to pay for progress, and um, you know, while while people have died with with autonomous. I mean, think about how many people die just in regular cars every day, right? And so what what Tesla has done is just just dramatically decreased the deaths, the unnecessary deaths, basically. And they're they're pushing for a future where nobody dies in a car accident anymore because the car is autonomous, the car is smarter and can react quicker, can 
can protect you better than you can protect yourself. Right. And that's really, I think that's what is pushing them and pushing Elon. You know, it's not just, you know, we need to sell the, we need to have the best rated SUV in the country. No. You know, they, they, they have some really nice ratings with the S, with the Model X, but they want to protect humanity from unnecessary car accidents. You know, they want to build some really great things to let you, you know, grab a book and read while you're driving to to your destination. So that's, I mean, that that's really where, again, like you were saying, it's only Elon could do that, right? Right. Interesting. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. So. And la- okay. Last but not least, we've not talked about this at all, but just to top it off, he's also going underground. <laughs> yeah. The boring company and the tunneling concept that will make essentially road systems underneath ground. Yeah. Um, will be starting to be tested in Chicago. Yeah, they the again what's what started off as almost like a a joke, you a know, joke on Twitter. He's like, "Hey, a I want to start a company that that tunnels." Boring is all we do. Why not? <laughs> We're gonna call it the boring cup. You know, obviously, <clears throat> there's a lot of wordplay there. Um, but they have won. I mean, this turned it, this turned from a joke into some serious, like people are saying if this, if they were able to build this, this transit loop in Chicago from the airport to downtown, I mean, that values the company at $19 billion right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And it, it it's, I think people are still kind of like unpacking what all they do because with Boring Company, they actually build the machine, the boring machine itself. They, mm-hmm. That's one of their goals is to build a machine that's faster than a snail. <laughs> he's a he's a brilliant salesperson too. You know, he, he's just mad. He, he knows how to sell this thing. And um, they also, you know, the Hyperloop was another thing. That Elon's like, hey, there's a fifth mode of transportation that we're not talking about. Oh, yeah. By the way, in a couple of days, I'm going to release uh, my plans to the public. And he released it in, I think, 2013. And and people are like, this is amazing. This will work. Let's start companies around it. And so there's a couple of Hyperloop companies that are uh, working on building this. I mean, think about it as like a, a vacuum tube that has a car inside or, or some kind of a uh, thing inside that can go up to 700 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, that'll get you from from a lot of places in a very, very short time. Very short time. So, but the Chicago thing is that, um, you know, they're going to, Basically, the the point of it is they want to take people from the Chicago airport and uh, take them downtown. And the whole point is uh, the Boring Company, their submission reduced the trip from uh, sometimes an hour-long trip, you know, if you're driving by car, to 
about 12 minutes. So in about 12 minutes, you can go from O'Hare to downtown Chicago. Um, and it's going to be traveling, uh, the vehicle is going to be uh, traveling underground at over 100 miles an hour. So um, it'll create, you know, new stations. And I mean, this this will be exciting. This will be kind of, I feel like this will be kind of his proof of concept. Right. But then they're gonna they're gonna go further than than just that. Like they they actually plan to test a hyperloop concept that's SpaceX and Tesla branded. That's gonna go further. That's gonna go about three hundred. They want to go about three hundred something miles an hour. They're gonna test it and actually break it, <laughs> like make it break and stop. You know, how do you stop a three hundred mile an hour thing? I don't. Don't know. Well, Elon will find a way. He will find a way. I think, I mean, that's probably my biggest takeaway is like when this guy says something. Um if you if you're the biggest doubter of that, be prepared to look like a fool at some point. Exactly. Because he will he will take what he says and he will do it. Uh or he will find another way to to get something else even better out there. So, and if you're listening, what might Elon, be a joke may actually be yeah. completely reality. Yeah. And if Elon ever listens to this, I want to say thank you for inspiring us. Yeah, thank you, sir. Because that is that is something that you know has been. I I feel like we've missed that. You know, with the the 60s with the space race that was inspiring a lot of kids to get into science right, and stuff yeah. and now it's like you know there's another there's a second wave of science and it's built around the company's ideas of Elon Musk it's very true so hats <laughs> off to you sir hats off to Elon <laughs> well thanks for listening to the future uh, news the future news flash <laughs> future break podcast really there you go um, I had a lot of fun with this one. I, this this is a guy I definitely admire a lot. That story about the ICBMs in Russia is just mind blowing to me. Yeah, uh, he's there's a great book that I'm going to recommend. It's called Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Quest for a Fantastic Future. Uh, it's by a guy named Ashley Vance. Uh, check it out on Kindle or or Amazon or whatever. Um, definitely highly highly recommend it if you're a fan of Elon Musk. So, um, but you kind of wrapping things up here you can check us out on futurebreak.net we are at twitter at futurebreakpod on facebook at futurebreak where else can you find us yes you can find us on apple podcast spotify castbox whatever your favorite podcast player is we'd love to have you listen to us and by the way instead of leaving us a review share with a friend absolutely have a magical day cheers everyone